0: Another week, another episode of Scentsy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, your uh, guide to Cincy Brewcasting, because that's that's what I do. (laughs) We're in studio, in the basement, um, the dark confines of the Gnarly Gnome compounds. Hopefully, there's not screaming from upstairs from little gnome as we'll call her (laughs) we'll see (laughs) hope there's no screaming down here either that's possible it depends uh we have a couple beers in front of us and well i don't think any of these are scream inducing although this one one might be i've heard absolute both ends of the spectrum on some people love it some people absolutely hate it so we'll see um Andy Foltz, welcome back. Thanks yeah, for maybe having. we shouldn't call you the guest co-host anymore. You just keep showing up, so... Yeah. I don't know what well, your job title is, but we'll come up with something. Bad Penny? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not the comedic relief, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> uh, craft Beer Joe, it's been um, a little while. Um, again, I'm too lazy to pull up the notes to see the exact episode, but... Um, you did I know you were on when the basement flooded I think you were on one time in between there though right yeah I think so it's been a handful of times Um, and
1: uh yeah it's always in the basement it's always damp dark
0: There's no rain. That's right. So there won't be a flood for the first time ever. I wouldn't, you know, say that. Who knows? (laughs) You never know what's gonna happen. (laughs) And then, for the first time on the show, Ian, um, give us a a rundown. You're bigger on the uh, the 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 Facebook groups around town. You, um, one of the uh, the the mother chuggers that uh, (laughs) (laughs) also um, probably the most recent renegade wing challenge. uh, Brutal, (laughs) absolutely brutal
2: so i felt that for about a week just working its way through my intestine that was awful
0: um why anybody would ever do that who knows
2: sadist a I mean. for punishment. <laughs>
0: um well we won't make you do anything that bad on the show today although we do have um a couple pepper beers we could crack open if we uh if we feel like it. but <laughs> it's definitely not my speed so um Guys, welcome to the show. We are going to talk uh, kids in breweries and dogs in breweries. That's kind of the the loose topic. Ian, you are um, one of the admins for another Facebook group that is, what is the official name of it? Family and Brews Cincinnati. Uh,
2: Yeah, we're just a group. Me and my wife started it, just uh, getting families with kids, finding breweries that'll host us, and going and having a few beers with like-minded individuals who just want to talk
0: to grown-ups. Um, this is definitely not going to be like a debate of uh, whether or not it's right or wrong to have kids in breweries Son or dogs in breweries. Um, so, <laughs> <See> yeah. <laughs> because I, I I definitely can see both sides of the argument, why you would want them, why you would not want them. Um, so I, I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of arguing at th- that point, but we are going to kind of cover some of the... Some of the reasons why or why not and uh and and maybe talk about some of the places that are more family friendly and are um not maybe <laughs> if we want to go down that road too um uh, but we need to start by uh, cracking open some beers we all have side beers too which i guess we could talk about if we want to but um what do you guys want to drink first <laughs> we were just saying before the show down in the gnomes dungeon not to be loud on the table (laughs) and there i'm clinking stuff around this table will get replaced soon for anybody that's listening to the show and cannot stand all of the table noise um
3: it's it's a work in progress i find it outstanding
0: Um, Well, our first episode of Cincy Brewcast, we were sitting around Mike's dining room table. And if you listen back to it now, it's painful to listen to for me because there's so much noise going on. The thing's clinking around on the table and, you know, glasses and beers being opened and everything. Um, So, I mean, I guess it's kind of part of who we are as a show. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should do this one first. This is probably the um, most normal of the three. Sure, Um, This is nothing that's going to blow your mind. This is a a normal IPA. This is from Municipal. Um half the reason I thought we should try it though is because they have cans of beer um where they didn't before. Um I forgot. Scout. Um no, I'm going to hit our sound.
1: From the beer fridge. There we go.
0: It won't work otherwise. Yeah. Um I'm trying to keep an eye on Periscope, too, as we go. Um, I saw somebody commented something about cats in tap rooms, and I
3: I don't have anything to say about that. Let's debate that. I want (laughs) to debate that. I I do. Um, I had somebody ask me if they could bring their cat in because they knew when I was working at a, a bottle shop, and the reason was they knew the cat was not long for the world, and they wanted to come and take pictures with their beloved cat at the place where they used to hang out. You know, away from the cat.
0: <laughs> At the place and, that meant nothing to the two of us. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and, and yeah, I mean, my head went totally 90 degrees sideways. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> bring a cat. This, this place was not pet friendly for a variety of reasons. And yeah, we, we don't allow dogs, but you want to bring your cat in. And she says, well, we can bring them in after hours. And I'm like, that's awesome, but who the hell's going to be here? Because I to, won't be. You
0: want somebody to get paid overtime? Yeah.
3: You want me to just hang around so you can come with your cat and take pictures in a bar?
0: I will send you a green screen, and you can just take pictures, and then we can superimpose them into the tap room. <laughs> have him pouring a beer. Have him hanging out, lounging <laughs> on a table. Well, some breweries do have um, brewery cats that yeah. are you know, in yeah. the brewery to well, know, keep but, all of the, But they don't the stay outside. there because,
3: you know, that wouldn't be legal.
0: <clears throat> well they don't the the brewery does not have the cats. Right. The cats just happen to show up and um <laughs> and and never leave. <laughs> yeah. Brett um Brett says, "Yes, make Andy babysit cats." <laughs> <laughs> Urban Artifact is one of those breweries that has cats that seem to have wandered into the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um but no other no other animals. No 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 dogs that just hang out, no alpacas, none of that stuff.
3: Wow find me a brewery that doesn't have mice and I'll find you a brewery that ain't making much beer. <laughs> what is but.
0: I could like probably name, a couple that may not have any, just because of the uh, sheer lack of beer they're making. Not locally guys. I'm not talking about anybody. <laughs> 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 um, let's drink this beer scout from yeah. municipal. So like I said, this was a, this is a normal IPA and yeah, you can say that out loud. <laughs> um, i really really like it i don't know if it's because i've gotten so tired of the the new england stuff and the brute stuff and all that stuff just bombarding me all the time was this the one they did for yes um, yeah yeah if you go back to um whatever that last episode that we were at
3: municipal was if you give me a second i can probably figure it out um that was for mark's mom right because it was beer the winter beer fest last year not the most recent one but the one before that uh it came out
0: yeah it was somewhere around there hang on i'm pulling it up
1: yeah uh, yeah there's da, nothing da,
0: da, 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 da. from volume three episode 28 mm-hmm. um we did that in february of oh geez february of 2018 um yeah and we drank scout on that show and talked kind of about the um the story of scout that was also when long slumber was being released and all that so that kind of probably out played the the scout story a little bit um i don't know it wasn't a, i don't know whose family member it was um but it also at the same time ironically i think it was sean that had a dog that had to be put down that was named scout too and like it was all this stuff that kind of happened to yeah. all at that like that exact same moment so um mosaic Ops. Big, juicy, hop forward, but with mm-hmm. that big kind of multi, like almost like a ballsy backbone to it, to me. That kind of you know balances out that 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 juiciness that everybody else wants to just blow you away with. What do you guys think? I
2: think it's good. I don't taste balls in it, but uh, it tastes pretty good.
0: Pass me your glass over here. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, when we are in studio, I don't wear pants when we record. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is definitely Even a, sometimes when we're in a tap room. This, is, don't a, wear this pants.
1: is a straightforward IPA. Like you said, everyone's trying to do the, the super juicy, hazy, whatever you want to call it thing right now. This is an IPA. So if you love IPAs, you are gonna love this beer.
0: I think they um, they might dry hop it with like citra or something too. I think. Again, go back to Volume 3 episode. Uh, I think it that says was. that on the can. Does it say on I'm yeah. not at the can? The veteran mosaic. Um, thun. That was me. <laughs> um, their uh, tasting notes say orange peel and kumquats.
3: Yeah. So. See, Brett, this is why we can't have a cat in studio. This table's entirely too loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would take me so long to edit out all of like the meowing and stuff in the background.
1: And I think this beer is... You know a great example of what a lot of breweries are getting to do right now And it keeps us right on track i know this is so not a cincy brewcast <laughs> joe you're not letting well, us
3: wander no
1: what i think is exciting is everyone has the p- opportunity to can their beer now right. they really do it doesn't matter how big or small you are you can get your beer into cans and you can have it at home and it used to be you know just recently you want municipal you got to go there or you got to go to a few places that have their their tap handles so I I think I love the beer, but I love the fact that I can bring it home now too.
0: Well, and for anybody that does isn't familiar with kind of what's happening with municipal, they're they're maxed out on their space. They they yeah. cannot make any more beer right now, and because of that, you aren't finding it at a lot of places around town. You can't just run to Jungle Gyms and get these cans. You have to go into the tap room and get them. It was more like a a test run almost for them to to do the cans. They're in the process of looking around for some production space and things. So. That's exciting. You'll see more cans from them in the near future. Um, or the the future. I don't know how near it is they're they're looking, <laughs> they're drying. <laughs> you know how all that stuff goes. Even once you uh make the decision, it still sometimes takes a little while to make it happen, but I love the beer. Yeah. I think it's awesome. It's uh like I said, it's it's the perfect counterbalance to what seems to be the trend right now with everybody yeah. else. It's not hazy at all, not milkshaky at all um let's let, while we're drinking let's go ahead and dive into the topic a little bit um we'll start with kids because i think that's um probably the thing most of us are most familiar with in tap rooms i don't even do you have pets do you have dogs
2: i don't have time for a dog i would love to have <laughs> one but uh it's just i'm in school i work two jobs it's just not in the cards yet
0: uh, right so kids and breweries um Opinions, and want to start there and say whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea. Some big sweeping. Uh, I mean, obviously, Ian. I think we know how you fall on it.
2: Well, yeah. it, it, it's funny. I'm to a point. I am definitely pro kids being in you know these breweries, as long as the atmosphere is correct. But after a certain time, if I'm going to a brewery, you know, just to hang out with some of my friends, and I see kids running around, it's like, dude, take your kid home. <laughs> it's a street lights are on now. Right. Let let the grown ups play.
0: Well and that's it you know I, I and not to say that everybody should have their kids home and in bed at eight o'clock, but like that's kind of about that time where things start winding down for kids, they start getting a little irritable. You don't in my opinion, I don't think you need to have your kids out past that point, especially in a in a tap room, not that they don't belong there or something like that, but it's just you know tap rooms are very different than bars tap rooms are Um, They are definitely family atmospheres, but more so like this after work, afternoon, kind of kind of atmosphere, which is perfect for kids, but once you get out of that little bubble, it becomes something else. And
1: I I think that's where some of the debate really starts to come in is what you said. uh, Tap rooms are not bars. However, a lot of people that go to tap rooms view them as bars. They're not as deep into the beer scene as the four of us are. So when they go to a tap room, they think, oh, I'm just going to the local bar. Right. And then when they see families there, that didn't meet their expectation. So I think that's where some of the pushback comes is there's still a lot of education that needs to go into the craft beer movement and teaching people what tap rooms are. They're they're not just a bar. They're kind of a center for community, like we were talking about before Mm -hmm. we started here. Like There's a real community around most of these tap rooms that is totally different than any bar you're ever going to go to.
2: Uh, see, before we had our kid, uh, if I saw you know some kids running around a brewery, I'd be like, "Yeah, you don't belong here." But having it just kind of changes your perspective completely.
0: I um, I read an article one time that the the title of the article, which I mean we know how bullshit most of those titles are, was um, it was if you don't like kids in breweries, um, you're kind of missing the whole point. <laughs> <I> thought, <laughs> For me, mm, like that that kind of kind of hit it right on the head. It's like tap rooms are not supposed to be bars. They're not supposed to be that atmosphere. They're not supposed to be restaurants. They're not, It's this other thing. And a big part of that is being family friendly.
3: Well, the restaurant thing is a, another part of this. And more and more tap rooms are either opening with food or adding food options, whether it be a food truck or permanent food truck or some kind of kitchen. That's why the families kind of fit. Like high grain. Mm-hmm. They have a distinct... I mean, they have a hell of a menu. I've been really impressed with what I've had down there, and they have a very distinct restaurant-ish side. It's very clear that they're going to be family-friendly, right? From the word go. So, you know, as the tap room itself evolves, I think it is evolving in that direction. Now, you guys, uh, I think Ian, you said like a certain time of night go home. I know in Kentucky. That is a law. There is the a time. Yeah, there is a time behind
2: the bar that say that. At this time,
3: is
0: it, em, must be is it
3: enforced though? Yes, uh-huh. um, at all of them. <sighs> when when I work there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm the one behind the bar or wherever, yeah, it's enforced because it's a licensing issue with that. Right. That you know, no one person is ever worth your license.
2: So, will they let the families out like say the porch area, or is it like no? You just got to go completely. Or is that just kind of a gray area there?
0: Can you sit on the patio and put your kid outside of the patio <laughs> well, with some kind of rope? Are you from so Newport? <laughs>
3: I, th- I think it de- I just let the kids run wild in Newport. That's no big deal. Uh, but it, that's actually a good example because, like, with wooden cask, their patio is on their property. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're outside. So is there a difference if they're in or they're out? I don't know legally if there is, but I would say, you know, err on assume, the side of caution. I would assume, yeah. You have to leak. the you know in Covington that's the public sidewalk that they're on and I know they have use of that but that becomes another gray area you know I'm outside with my kid I'm not in the brewery but you know technically it's used by the brewery technically it's public property I mean it's it's so weird how all that works but again I would if I were working I would err on the side of caution they just just
2: i mean if we're out there you know it's like hey stranger watch my kid i'm gonna go get a beer (laughs) and that's okay yeah
3: yeah that's approved yeah well in newport and covington that's totally safe
0: (laughs) 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 well in, um in a little bit different ways and reasons but um we were talking about high grain and they've got that really great window Mm -hmm. out on the, the the deck out front so if you do have your kids and they're acting a little crazy and you want them outside versus inside where it's the sound reverberates a little bit more yes. or you have your dog with you or whatever it is, which we'll talk to that about that in here in a minute. But um, you can still just go to that window and get a beer. And I think that more places need some kind of option like that, especially when you start talking about dogs and places right. that um, don't allow dogs, which again, we'll talk about it, but nobody in Ohio really is supposed to have dogs inside their breweries. And, Oh, just cats. You, you you need just cats. <laughs> we, we, you know to have that option for people to be able to stay outside and not have to go inside for a beer and try to tie their dog to a post or something like that. <laughs> you know, and you brought up the
1: idea of like what restaurants and tap rooms and and again, I'm going to go back to expectations. Uh, most people listening to this are big into the beer scene, so and we we love beer. And what we love about the tap rooms is they're all a little bit different, right? We love that, but people that are new to craft beer honestly don't always get it. Don't well, yeah. It's so inconsistent from one tap room to the next, they never know what they're going to get. Like, oh, this one was kid-friendly. This one isn't. This one had food. This one didn't. This one I had to order at the bar. This one had table-side service. We love that aspect of it because oh, yeah. we've been there and we know what to expect, but a lot of people are kind of caught off guard when you take your kids to one brewery and it and it's great, you go to the next one and you're like, huh, eh, I was really out of place. <laughs> right. So,
2: Yo, you that, gotta got, got come in with my groups there and there's like ten kids running around. Family, well, if someone walks there, it's like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then, it, you know, it's easy now almost for people who are getting into craft beer to have their entire experience of craft beer be one or two tap rooms, just those places that are closest to them that they're mm-hmm. comfortable with. And so as they start to go out of that circle, that comfort area, it's really easy to end up in a tap room that is a whole different experience. If all you're used to is uh you know, Fibonacci. And then one day you walk into Madri and you know, it's <laughs> that, that, you know, dinner time crowd. That's a little, that's a little shocking for you. It's, it's yes. a very different atmosphere. So it's, it's easy to kind of be uh, thrown off guard, I guess <laughs> when, when that's the, the experience of a lot of new craft beer drinkers, mm-hmm. let's drink another beer. You guys want to do this spring ale? She sure. brought it up. Might um, as well. So, none of you guys have had this right correct correct, correct. um affirmative this is a uh, an interesting one i have heard two very completely different stories from people as they drink this um what i will say is that it's interesting All
1: Right. well i love the artwork on the can so if we want to start there i thought they did a great job it looks good it's bold it stands out i think it's going to get a lot of attention sitting on the shelf uh, so, always I don't know. I think people buy beer based on what the can
2: looks like more often sure. than what the beer tastes like. Well, I think it so, smells like a uh, can of frosting. Those, it, those big tubs you get? Oh, I'm a big fan Here's of
0: frosting. There's a little bit more
3: in the can if somebody wants them. Holy diabetes. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Keep in mind, this beer is also, what, 11%? Like, yeah, 11.1%. Yeah. Which So, when I first um, started getting some information about this, number one, when uh, they told me it was going to be uh, an Imperial uh, White Ale, I was a little confused at why that was the decision. And then when they emphasized Imperial and said it was 11%, <laughs> <laughs> I was even a little more confused.
2: I don't think it's that boozy for an 11% it, beer. It, yeah.
0: it fits in some really strange way. Like, I, it, this beer confuses me. This beer... Um, intrigues me. It makes me want to keep drinking it because it's so crazy. Um, I don't know that I want to sit and drink all 12 ounces of it by myself though.
1: (laughs) It reminds me of something but I have no idea what it is. It is is very very sweet. (laughs) It is like frosting. Um, You get a little bit of the Belgian character in there Uh but it's not off-putting or weird.
2: Um, Tingling in your fingers right now? A little bit of diabetes going on? (laughs)
3: My pancreas just kicked me.
2: <laughs> Ultra oh, sweet. God.
3: I have a friend that makes. She calls them birthday cake martinis, mm-hmm. and she takes icing around the rim of the martini glass. And this is exactly what that tastes like.
0: It's it's crazy. I um, I'm curious. I I'm assuming that in addition to, obviously the base beer and the donuts that they threw in, there's got to be some flavors going on. I don't. Know, I. I mean, it's a, with natural flavor added. It, it's got to be some kind of. Frosting flavor yeah. in there too. Birthday
2: cake flavoring or something. Yeah, yeah. That's it, a, I think salt. that uh, that white flavor is like just some white cake.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> if anybody has not seen the can, the way it's worded on here is Imperial White flavored ale. Um, <coughs>
1: which I think they meant to have a th- comma in there.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a poor wording. Of Commas it. matter, but there is definitely some kind of flavor in there. Imperial that, White, uh,
1: comma flavored ale.
0: It's weird, right? Like in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. I think he's in a sugar coma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's happening
1: here. Yeah, I, it is I, super. I super God God don't almighty. think that's going to get any better here after the next <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> no, I will wow. say I like it a lot. Um, if you like sweet, sweet anything, especially beers, I think you'd like this one. It's worth trying, especially if you can just get your hands on one can
2: just to say you tried it.
1: I still it's can't unlike figure, anything I've had recently. I
0: can't figure out if I like it.
3: I don't know.
2: I, I have to expect you know, that gritty feeling of sugar between my teeth. Yeah. It's
3: just, um, they said I, natural flavor on that? Natural
0: flavor doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's real. Inspired what did they it by s- natural flavors. I, 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 I wish I, Brett was well, still on no, the, I'm, the I'm like, stream to fill us in on the...
3: What natural sorry. flavor? Did they grind up a clown and put him in the boil?
0: <laughs> That's the taste I get, clown. That's, I'm, yeah. waiting for Watch
3: Insta- out, Paul. I'm waiting for an Watch Instagram out, post. Watch out, Paul. You're going to end up in a fucking bottle.
1: I want to see an Instagram post of a brewery like putting a clown into <laughs> the kettle. And
0: it's <sighs> crying. And <laughs> made with real clowns.
3: Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, honk,
0: honk. <laughs> it, it it's too other, it's <laughs> too sweet the other thing that's surprising to me is that sweet. they went with the six packs instead of putting it into four packs because it is such a big yeah crazy beer like i um i'm definitely gonna stash a couple away just to see what happens if it sits in a cellar for a while to might see what happens of some of those flavors bit. and see what what it turns into just out of morbid curiosity um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's an imperial, I, try to age it. What the hell? I can't say I don't like this beer. I, uh, I, yeah, I just, it's, I, I think everybody should try this because it's so interesting. Okay. You'll <laughs> probably
1: want to share it with someone, but yeah, yeah. you know, you
0: know, go share with some other people that are curious about it, but,
3: um, share it with somebody with a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> your
2: eyes just bulging out <laughs> of your head right now. Like, <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. It, it's too much for me, unfortunately.
0: So, going back to our topic of kids in breweries, yeah, um,
3: this yeah, is this this would be a good one for kids. my <laughs> yeah, well, well, kid'd drink it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think, you know, I think most eight year olds would dig this. Where and, you know we you talk and then a, they'd be quiet. You talk
0: a lot about <laughs> the atmospheres of tap rooms and how that plays into um, them being kid friendly or not. And I don't know mm-hmm. if kid friendly is probably the right way to to word it. I think we we need to kind of family them. friendly. Well, I mean, the, the friendly side of it, I know a lot of people get upset with the dog thing. And when people say, are you, you know, people ask them, are you, are you pet friendly? And I said, well, that's, you know, yes, we love pets, but we can't have them in the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I like, guess we're friendly to them and we love them, but we just can't have them. So maybe the, the friendly thing needs to kind of find some new vocabulary for it, but...
2: Please bring your dogs, leave them across the street, but
0: bring your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but part of, I think, what makes a place... Uh, family friendly or kid friendly or whatever it is is the way people drink at that place too you know so if you have people that are downing a bunch of Sprint or a bunch of their next one cool meditation you know these big beers it definitely becomes a little different I, I've always looked at tap rooms that a lot like the uh, the German beer gardens you know where at one time you know you brought the whole family out you hung out all day you drank, you know, relatively low alcohol beer and ate food and sang songs, and it was this this family thing, whereas sometimes now that's not the case in a tap room. Sometimes you're sitting around and you're pounding, you know, 12% Imperial Stouts or 11% Sprink Ales or, you know, whatever it may be. You know, they're big beers, and it changes kind of what that atmosphere is, too,
3: if that makes any sense. It does, and and another thing that people have to keep in mind is a lot of tap rooms are either have added or in the process of adding liquor. Right. So it's not quite the same wooden cask. Braxton. Uh, You know, you go down the list, Urban Artifact has liquor. So when you get into that, then you are in a little bit more of a bar type setting, or at least putting yourself in position to be in that setting. I don't see people at Wooden Cask just, you know, down in shots like you would at maybe the neighborhood, you know, corner bar where, where people come in and get a, a beer and a shot of Jack or something like that.
0: Dick's hole in the wall. <clears throat> well, we, were, yeah. we were saddled up at uh, at, um, at Braxton Labs that mm-hmm. one night, and a right. couple guys kind of strolled in um, and they asked for uh, the cheapest shot of ride that yep. they had. <laughs> Which was funny because what
3: was the cheapest shot? Like,
0: it wasn't bad. It was like like eight bucks or something. I, I was going to say
3: it was like 10 bucks for the shot. And these guys were like, what? No, oh, we just won't <laughs> get drunk fast. <laughs> yeah. uh, you might be at the wrong place. And it yeah. was,
0: it, there was definitely a not understanding of the two atmospheres of a bar versus a <laughs> tap room, so, even though it was a, a liquor question. So maybe know? we should
3: ask if tap rooms are hillbilly friendly. Well, I mean, we'll just assume they're family-friendly <laughs> or they hillbilly-friendly.
0: <laughs> I'm a little bit
2: of a hillbilly myself.
1: <laughs> there are definitely plenty of
0: hillbilly-friendly tap rooms yes, in are. Cincinnati.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it, it is interesting because, you know, they've done studies and they're showing that the younger generation is drinking less than previous generations. More for me. And I think what that says, well, yeah, more for us older people, right? But I think it's also showing why tap rooms are popular is because people are not going there to get drunk. Right. They're going mm-hmm. there to socialize and meet people and have community. It is a completely different vibe than maybe what people thought bars were intended for right. in the past. There were people that treated bars as community. Sure. But typically it was, it's Friday, Saturday night. I want to go get get drunk.
2: There's a very big difference between spending $3 for a beer and $6 for a beer, though. I mean, you're going to get drunk on that $3 water. so
0: Right. Yeah. I, I can't get over this beer. <laughs>
2: i'm having trouble finishing it. i'm gonna be
1: honest that is it's, too it, there's to
0: a lot it, it it it's definitely a uh a sipper
1: <laughs> i might drink everyone else, <laughs> but i've been known to drink really just about any kind of beer so
3: well i mean you look like your pancreas is the least abused of the, the group so <laughs> i think you're a good nominee for this Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i give mine regular exercise <laughs> um, we want to transition into talking about uh dogs a little bit well i mean
1: one thing i I think we should talk about when it comes to the the kids is maybe just breweries that we know in cincinnati that are super kid accepting kid friendly whatever you want to say because i think there are some that are that do it better than others oh yeah and maybe some that do it so well that maybe those that don't want to be around kids might not go there as often um but i think it's a good topic because there are some that are I'm going to say above the others as far as you know being friendly name
0: name a couple that you think are 50 uh, west 50 west and especially if you catch them on a night where there are not volleyball leagues and you go to the production side they've got those volleyball courts and they try to always leave one open um so that kids can just hang out and play in the sand as a parent that's awesome <laughs> you can sit at one of those tables next to it drink your beer watch your kids and um perfect
2: Well, there's Dan down at Swine. He's been trying to get my group to come there forever. Really uh, family-friendly, and we're actually going on the 29th. But he's just like, hey, yeah, come on down, check it out, bring all the kids. we got an area for them to run and play.
0: They have a a huge uh, fenced-in grassy area where you can Mm -hmm. just kind of let them go and sit on the patio and, and again, watch them and just let them just run around in circles until they all Mm -hmm. pass out. (laughs) It's a good idea. It is very family-friendly. Now, Inside, I don't, and, and, and that is a big thing too of breweries in the summertime that are family friendly versus breweries once mm-hmm. you get locked indoors that are still family friendly. There's a big difference there too. Yeah. Um, Unless but,
2: the time of day plays a huge part of that. Yeah. So, like rye yeah. Guys during the day, like that three to five period. Oh, yeah, plenty of room in there oh, for yeah. these kids to run.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Madtree, same way. There is a yeah. there is a small window at Madtree where, well, not that Madtree isn't family-friendly all the time. We need to make that very clear because <laughs> there are lots of families yeah. there, but that's also part of the problem. I would never want to go there Um, during those busy hours with my kid because it's really hard to watch her. She's crazy, and she runs around, and it's a a big crowd. So Ryan Geis is in that same boat with me.
1: Yeah, one of the breweries I think is doing it really well, almost maybe too well, is Fretboard. I actually have a friend who doesn't like going there because he says there's more strollers than adults there sometimes. But what they've done that's really interesting with the live music It's a problem that kind of fixes itself through the night. Uh (laughs) It's very, very (laughs) kid centric during the day. A lot of families there. The live music starts. It gets really loud. They take the kids home, and it becomes a great venue for those that just want to, you know, a night out with some live music. Um, So they're one I would put up there pretty high as being very family friendly. Again, during the day before dinner.
2: Right.
0: And I've I've heard that same gripe about Madri a lot, where there's a lot of kids Mm -hmm. and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of dogs and. Sometimes if you don't want that, you find yourself wading through that to to get your beer. And um, dogs are definitely not a problem inside at Madri, but um, you get out on that patio, and man, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, one that I think flies under the radar on the family friendly scale is uh, thirteen below um, down in uh, Sailor Park. Oh God, Park. yeah, they are. Um, they got an incredibly big, spacious tap room where you can kind of let your kids go, and 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 again while you're watching them um <laughs> give them some space to kind of play and then outside in the summertime it's you know again big grassy area where they can kind of run around and mm-hmm. um nice big river them to swim in <laughs> the river is far enough away you don't have to worry about them falling in <laughs> um right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true right now, right now i don't know it was
3: not flooded on saturday i'll tell you that um knock on wood we, was, we don't want 13 below to flood again <laughs> um no, I was down there Saturday, and they were not underwater. They were <laughs> packed. They were not underwater. And there were children down there. Um, there was a reception of some sort going on. And like you said, that was predominantly outside right. on the patio area. And the inside, <clears throat> still packed, but you know nothing that you wouldn't expect from a brewery on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Municipal has
0: a great patio, too, in the summertime for your yes. kids. Um again Again very different big from, river to swim in. <laughs> very different from <laughs> the summertime when the patio is open versus the winter yeah, when you're crammed yeah. inside. It it's not as fun for especially littler kids. The tables are all high. If yes. you're sitting down, your kids are down here. Like it makes it hard that, that height difference and stuff to so other um they fall on both ends of the spectrum as far as kid friendliness to me.
2: With municipal I'm just amazed how far Hamilton has come in their development. Oh my god. Uh, I lived in Hamilton, you know in the 80s and 90s and it was not what it is today um I, I drive through there sometimes and i'm just blown away by what's going on
0: anybody else have any family-friendly spots they want to mention
2: yeah, i mean there's really
1: not a whole lot in cincinnati that i would say are not right but there's a few that i would probably not go to first uh, for one reason or another it could be the size of the tap room especially again in the winter um I think of like urban artifact. I think you know, get out to their courtyard area. That's a great spot to oh, hang yeah. out with the family. Mm-hmm. If you have to be, you know, in their tap room, not that it's ultra small. I don't know if it's the best one for families. Um, I'd say brink is the same way. I take my kids there all the time, and there sometimes it's just too small and too packed right. to really mm-hmm. have a good time. Um, I always believe if you're gonna have kids with you, and you're gonna try to go to a tap room, you have to have a plan B. Because you may walk in, you gotta be ready and to book. <laughs> there may be other things going on there that just make it too busy to stick around. See,
2: I love Brink. I've never had a problem getting in there. That patio out there is nice. It's yes, it is. Pretty much self-contained. Kids run around. Inside it can be a little tight. Like I said, it gets packed there. Um, yes, it's love. a it's a great community brewery where everybody's always going to hang out. But that outside is always good. And They've yeah. always been good to my group.
1: Yep. And that's a uh, that's my go-to. It's the closest one to my house, so. find myself there quite often and 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 i'm in a little bit different situation i know a lot of times when people think of kids they're thinking of young kids like six years and younger like all my kids are older right my youngest is almost 10 years old so my challenges with kids are a little bit different because i'm not worried about them running around and spilling things I'm worried about them being bored out of their minds <laughs> sitting in a brewery well, while I'm talking with friends or family.
3: So I, I was talking to a brewery owner about this very thing last night, and I said kids come in two ages where they're very good at tap rooms. The one age is doorstop, <laughs> when they're still in that seat, uh, and you can just put God, them there, and they seat. stay there. <laughs> the second stage is screen zombie. When your child becomes a screen zombie where you hand it an iPad, a phone, whatever and they just zone out doing whatever playing their game, whatever the hell they're doing. I think it's called Minecraft or what's the other a Fortnite? I think that's the... Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway.
0: Um, yeah. I know. Anyway. But that, that's
2: all that young kid stuff. I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah. Just Fortnite. I, I, Fortnite I is just,
3: just awful. Anyway. Uh, those two stages, it's like What's the problem when you take them somewhere? Because they're going to stay put. They're really not going to cause a ruckus. But there's that in between stage, which is where the gnomeling is. Right. Yeah. Where it's, ooh, color, sound, lights, batshit crazy. Right. And I don't think you should take them any fucking where when they're that age. I mean, like... That's, that's <laughs> most of my group. <laughs> yeah, like, take them to a freaking farm, let them run around. When they come well, back at about five years old and go, I want a phone. All right, now you can be in public again. <laughs>
1: but it's a good point. I mean, I know when my kids were younger, it was even a challenge to go to a restaurant. Right. Let alone a brewery or tap room. So I get the challenge. I still think it's fine to bring them. You just have to be prepared. You have to know what you're doing with your kids and how to keep them occupied and go to a place that has room for them to run and some type of ambiance where the noise isn't going to is be a problem the if, they, yeah. if they
0: yell it's not going to bother people around
3: them and he well there's a flip side to the noise too that it's not good for them and when i was working at braxton we had uh the tillers down there one night. right and some lady tries to push in with a kid in a stroller first of all it was like half an hour before kids had to go anyway and second of all she's you know i need to get in there was a line Like, we had to stop people from coming in. And she wants to cut the line, number one. And number two, she's trying to push this kid in. I'm like, do you have earmuffs for this kid? Do you have some kind of... No, they'll be fine. Tell you what, you leave the kid here and you go the hell away. (laughs) We're going to give this one to somebody that knows what to do with it. But, you know, from that standpoint, if they're that young, you know, you got to think about the acoustics and and what's going on there. Like you said, uh, fretboard kind of self... Police is that by turning up sure. the noise when the when the music starts. Urban's kind of that same way. Yeah, Urban Urban's, turns Urban's into the same a very way. Different atmosphere once Does, the music yeah. starts. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have to. To me, as a parent, I would be concerned about: Is this good for the kid? And I'm not somebody that listens to music very loudly in the first place. I don't. You know, I'm not a very loud person. As you guys are all straining to hear me on the radio. <laughs> but you know that, that is another thing to consider going into a tap.
2: With uh, all things, it's time and place. You need to take that into consideration. And if you're in doubt, just call or message the brewery. Hey, is it okay if I bring my kid in? It's that easy. If you, if they're not family-friendly, more power to them. I can respect that. That's your place of business. Do what mm-hmm. you want to do.
3: Is is there a brewery, and you would know this better than me, is there a brewery in town that says, no, we'd prefer not?
2: Not really, but there are a few that ride the fence there. Well, uh, the- Less
3: than are you, are you willing to name names because that doesn't happen on the show a whole lot.
2: I will not name names, <laughs> but less than less than a brewery that, that, that rides
0: <laughs> that rides that line. Are there places that if you called and said, "Hey, I'm wanting to come in with my kids," is it okay? Is there a place that is going to say, "Well, like we're we're always you know everybody's always welcome," but this is one of those nights where it's probably a little crazier. Like, are there places that will tell you that on the phone? And I don't know that answer because I've never. I don't, I've never called and asked because I've just, I've been to the mall enough that I I kind of Kinda feel nice. like I understand.
2: I can't remember the exact brewery it was, but we were looking for locations for. Sounds a like meet. a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one that we've put on the list many times to vote for for a location, uh-huh. and I message them and say, "Hey, we're going to do our meet on this day. How do you feel about my group coming?" And it was, well, you know, we're going to have the the college game on. It's going to be really crowded and loud it might not work out this month. Right. It's like, hey, I respect that. Thanks for telling mm-hmm. me I don't want to yeah. bring all these kids in, ruin their family times, ruin all your yeah. other patrons' time, you
0: mm-hmm. know, just
2: be up front. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, one of you guys mentioned a little bit ago about restaurants and you know taking kids to restaurants versus the taproom, and um, I think that's also part of what makes it so perfect for kids, is that if you've got a kid like mine that is a little crazy and um, mentally unstable, um, <laughs> i'm more likely to take her to says a, the guy
3: not wearing pants i mean <laughs> here no get, get
0: um if you i'm more likely to take her to a tap room on like a a thursday night or even a friday night to grab some dinner from a food truck <laughs> at a, a brewery than to take her yeah. to, to even like applebee's or something like that because we might get 10 minutes into what we're doing and oh shit we need to go like she's she's losing it she's she's about to mm-hmm. she's about to go postal on this place um whereas sometimes you get stuck in a restaurant you're sending mom out to the car with her and say all right I'll, I'll, i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna wait for them to bring our bill for the next 20 minutes or um you know like it's it, tap rooms food trucks i think that's that's perfect for somebody with a kid that and, you
3: and the Brewery owner that I talked to last night about this. So I actually did a little research for the show. I believe that or not. Ooh. I know. But he, he has a child. And he said, you know, if we're traveling, if we're out of town, chances are when we stop. Now, his kid's older. She's a teenager. He said, you know, we're going to stop a place where I can get a beer. Right. Typically. Right. And he said, even if it's 10 o'clock at night, I want to go someplace where I can get a... want. i I'm going to feed her, but I want a beer with my meal. Right. So... You know he's very cognizant of what other people are doing and how they're feeling about you know being family friendly there and it's
0: it's hard, I think for breweries to find ways to illustrate that level of family friendliness to people who aren't already familiar with the brewery mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's hard to yeah paint that picture for somebody that is say somebody's coming in from out of town and they call four breweries cause they want to stop somewhere, but they've got, you know, a two year old and you know, an infant in the car and they're, you know, Hey, we, we really want to stop and grab a beer with our, with our dinner. Are you guys family friendly? They're all going to say, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best option. How do you know that? And how do you um, illustrate that for people? And I guess.
1: Yeah. I had a interesting experience. I just went to St. Louis and, I did a lot of research because it was a family vacation, but I wanted to go to a few breweries, and I heard heard a lot about Side Project. Okay. And so, but the guy told me, he says, it's a little bit different, and you have kids. You can take kids there, but that's really not what they're used to. I was like, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to give it a shot. We went early. I want to say it was was before dinner, maybe 4 o'clock. And it was an okay experience at best. I had one beer, and we left. And what I learned from that experience was the places that are just people friendly are typically the ones that are most kid friendly because i didn't even feel that welcomed there myself and i i knew that i didn't feel that way my kids weren't feeling that way either so i think the places that are just flat out people friendly typically are the most friendly to kids as well and they kind of get that reputation and that's when more and more families start flocking to these same tap rooms, and they become known as kid friendly. I think they are just good people to begin with.
0: Do you guys think that there is actually a large group of people that doesn't want kids in tap rooms, or do you think it's just like a that that vocal minority that's very loud about it when people talk about it?
2: I think it's a vocal minority. I mean. <clears throat> People like us so that are into craft beer. We're at that age now where we're having kids. I know yours are older, but mm-hmm. yours the same age as mine and most people in my group. Just because we have kids, we still want to enjoy you know, having that beer. So I think a lot of us do want that family inclusivity. Uh, yeah, I'd definitely say it's a minority that speaks out against it, but I'm coming from a very biased side of this.
0: Right. I mean, it, it's gotten to the point having a, a you know a little terrorist that it <laughs> is so hard sometimes to get out i had to build an entire bar in my basement so that after she goes to bed i can come down here and quietly sob to myself you
3: know but but this is terrible that's a
0: that's a really good you know she's gonna hear this someday i know someday she's dad i thought you loved me well i do (laughs) did you call me a terrorist (laughs) no honey that was just a joke repeatedly a lot i've called her a terrorist term of endearment
1: (laughs) well it's an interesting perspective um you had posted something on twitter earlier about the topic and Christopher walker of have a drink show commented that he's recently a he's a fun one <laughs> that recently his opinion of kids in tap rooms have changed because he had a kid because he had a kid <laughs> so I, I think the the people that speak out against it typically are those without kids so mm. they really don't have that same perspective not always but i think that is common that they kind of say eh, i don't really don't get it once you have kids you start getting it but even the smart ones that have kids still again time and place always rules there's no you know, rule out there that says you can always bring your kids to a tap room. There's always a time
3: and place. I, I go back to what my brother said one time when we were out at a brewery and kids are running around. He said, "God damn it, I came here to get away from this," <laughs> because he does have terrorists at home. Right. <laughs> uh, but by the same token, I know that he and I have had been out at a brewery where he's had my nephew with him, mm-hmm. and he was about four at the time. So
0: as as much as sometimes, like I go to a brewery to get away from all of this. Like it's still like I'm still getting away from it. If I'm sitting there at the bar and somebody else's kids are running around, I'm okay
3: with that. Like that's still getting away from it. It's
0: almost more enjoyable. (laughs) "Uh, Not me this time. That's your problem, buddy. (laughs) That
3: that did remind me of another one that when you're talking about ones uh, breweries to bring kids to, especially like your kids' age, Mm Joe. Teph Brewery. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. I mean, good call. So much activity.
0: (laughs) one that they can they can do i have um a lot of family members with older kids and whenever as a family we all go out we all not always but a lot of times we we end up at rivertown too Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That that's a really fun place for older kids because yep. they have free video games and mm-hmm. they, you know, it's a, but yeah. Oh, I spend I mean,
2: all my time on the free video games. I don't get to play <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. Even at the old location in Loughlin,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was years Loughlin.
2: ago,
1: I took my family there, and my youngest, he was probably six years old at this point, was like, "Can we do my birthday party here?" Because yeah. he thought it was the coolest place in the world with free video yeah. games. But um, no, I think TAFS is a, is a great call. I didn't think of that one earlier. And they did the smartest thing ever. They have their OTR location, which is barely kid-friendly, honestly. That is definitely a place I would go just with adults if yeah. I had the choice, versus Brewporium, which is 100% bring anyone you want. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really smart thing having those two locations. Well,
0: I've, I've I've definitely heard of breweries in other states. Even in, like, uh, like Indiana with Sun King, don't they have a couple locations? Mm-hmm. And before um, they changed their downtown location a little bit, like, it was – one location was definitely more family friendly or I mean Indiana. The rules are a little different. You have to have food and you have to have a separate space and all kinds of weird stuff to be kid friendly. Um, but they had these different locations that one might've been for families. One might've been just for adults. One might've been for parties, you know, like it, it, they're very different types of atmospheres. And I, I think that's great. Especially if you're one of those breweries that is opening a second tap room, make it, different don't just replicate your same tap room in another part of town create different atmospheres to give people different reasons to go to mm-hmm. different places yeah. um in yeah. my opinion um what do you, did you guys try this beer yet
2: oh it's incredible um this is my style it is sweet <laughs> of course <laughs> it, andy already drank this there's a little bit
0: more in the can i think oh, it, it's some more.
2: Uh, yeah this is right up my alley i love the dark you know, beer the, the the little hints of uh, is that coconut in there uh
0: they peanut butter peanut
2: butter okay I of a this bit is of coconut. um
0: Cool meditation from fretboard, twelve uh, percent imperial stout with aged in bourbon barrels with chocolate peanut butter and natural flavors. Again, the natural flavors, whatever that means. Um, yeah, like definitely big on the peanut butter. Um, mm-hmm. At the very beginning, it definitely competes with Nutcase and um, mm-hmm. some of the you know some of the other Nutcase variants. I don't think this one ends as good for me as Nutcase does. There's like some kind of uh, like. Dry, and, dry, and earthy staying at the end of, of yeah. nutcase yeah. that this doesn't have. It. Hell, I mean, it's, it's still it gets, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's not as sweet as I expected it to be. But that yeah, could be because of what w- of what we drank earlier. Right, could be uh, altering our palate here. Um, because most peanut butter chocolate beers are over the top sweet, and this isn't. This really highlights the nut element of the the peanut butter more than uh, the sweet side of it.
3: Well, and my thought is, I was you know downing it was that the dark malt that is used in there has a little bit of bitterness to it and that bitterness is exactly what's missing in the spring ale in order to balance that sweetness out yeah that there's you know instead of an imperial white had they done an imperial dark that that might have been more up my alley you know hmm. because you're getting a little more balance out of it
0: but then you've got other, you know, donut beers like Robe from Street Side that's still right. also this big, sweet, massive yeah, thing. Yeah, Robe is
3: extremely sweet, too.
0: It does have some of that malt going on, too, but still it doesn't balance out that sweetness. No, not <laughs> so, at all. Which, I, I mean, going back to Spring Ale, do you really want to balance it out? If you're making a beer that's supposed to taste like sprinkled donuts, maybe it's supposed to be over-the-top sweet. Like, maybe that is exactly what this beer needs to be to be what it is. I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. That's sprinkle. I had a shooting pains down
0: my
3: left arm while I was drinking that one. It's just like, yeah, I can't do this. Part. You get used to them, Ian. You get used to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you drink a little bit more, they eventually go away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't go away. You just don't care. <laughs> Let's talk about dogs in, in breweries. Cause this is one, I even printed out the, uh, the law that changed last year, trying to understand, um, exactly, from what I understand it, dogs have never been allowed in breweries in Ohio at all, inside or outside, until last year when this this law went into effect and it was changed so that they were allowed on patios. That's also the same time that... A lot of places stopped letting them on the patio, <laughs> so <laughs> like I don't really understand exactly uh, the legalities of everything and why some of the decisions have been made. Um, uh, but that's I guess that's not, that neither here or there. We won't we won't call them out. We'll
3: be at Listerman next week. We'll uh, we'll talk to
0: them. Talk some berries. Will What's we get opinion? a chance
3: to ask a question next week? What do you mean? Well, I figure we'll sit down at Listerman and say, okay, hi, so how you doing, Jason? And then we won't talk for 90 minutes.
0: It's <laughs> uh, we'll the it. way I anticipate it going. That's possible. Um, uh, he, uh, when we booked the show, he wasn't really sure what we were going to talk about yet, so he may just have nothing. We may have to shit. ask all kinds of questions. Shit. We'll see.
3: I know better than that.
0: <laughs> um, Listerman, also a very good brewery for kids especially in the afternoon they have that big indoor beer garden and you can let them kind of do their thing up there
2: run around screaming like a bunch of heathens right (laughs) well
3: (laughs) and the beautiful part there is because it's (laughs) separated it is it's not as you know if you mm -hmm. don't want to be around that atmosphere if you're i'm here to get away from it sit in the bar part
0: we didn't mention that whole aspect of it too if you've got one of those breweries like listerman or alexandria Alexandria. or these places where there's these very split up tap rooms with very distinct places you can have the right kids over here and you can have a quieter space for you know somebody that uh, wants a unlike quiet. a tap
3: room that's all in one like Grainworks. works hey brian we're still trying to get you on the show
1: <laughs> well <laughs> there we go <laughs> and it reminds me of like west side i thought they had a great opportunity and maybe yes. one day they will they have a, a left and a right side uh-huh. they easily could do 21 and up over here everyone else over here i don't think anyone would be offended both sides can get to the restrooms. Both sides can get to the bar. Right. Um, that would be a great spot to have that. Have uh, I'm offended.
3: Don't take away my cornhole space.
1: Well, well, no, that's where the 21 and up
3: go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're cool. We're cool. <laughs> well, we're I, cool. I
1: almost wonder
0: <laughs> if it doesn't naturally kind of do that some nights when there mm-hmm. are lots of sure. families there, if they kind of gravitate towards one side versus the people who don't want them on the other.
2: Well, on yeah. the evenings, they like said uh, the families are also there for the food trucks. So they're mm-hmm. going to the side with all the tables anyway.
0: Right. So. That's correct. Yep. Dogs, dogs, dogs. What's, what's everybody's opinions on dogs? And so
1: buries? I'll go first because Uh-oh. I don't have dogs. I don't like dogs. I don't have any pets at all. I'm not an animal person unless I'm going to the zoo and they're 50 feet away behind nets and windows and, and stuff like that. So I'm not a pet person <laughs> in any <Nets>. scenario. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever they do. <laughs> Some type of protection. I need a barrier. Um, so for me, I really don't like dogs in tap rooms. Um, or on patios, but I understand why people bring them. I I completely get it. I understand that they're out, they went to the park, they wanna grab a beer on the way home. I completely understand it. I think the biggest issue comes into when you have a lot of dogs there and then the dogs don't get along. Um, That's something you typically don't see with kids, right? You don't always see kids fighting um, sometimes. Oh, we throw money down on that.
2: We have little <laughs> rings going on and everything.
1: <laughs> but I, I think that sometimes would be some of the, the pushback as far as like, okay, maybe sometimes the dogs get a little out of control. And are there safety issues tied to that?
0: The mixture of the two is also interesting. If you've got kids and you've got dogs and if you've got a place where you have a lot of dogs and some of them not getting along. And then you've got people with their kids, too. Your kids are down at that level. Mm -hmm. I, I love dogs and I don't always feel comfortable having my kid walking, which she always insists on doing now with a bunch of dogs around her that may get into their little disagreements with her right in the middle. Like I, I don't necessarily want that all the time, but
2: it's like, I'm trying to teach my kids like, Hey, you see a dog you want to pet? Ask the person they're with, Hey, can I pet your dog? He's not that articulate yet, you know, but we'll go up and he just sits there and he says, you know he starts slamming (laughs) on the dog you know it's just like dude (laughs) but uh, with the dogs in the tap rooms the owner really needs to be able to read that dog's body language Uh and i've seen it more than once where that dog's starting to get a little agitated you know just kind of pacing a little bit hiding under the owner's feet it's like all right maybe you should take your dog home i love seeing the dogs out there i am a dog person i can't have one right now but i love it uh i love the the pits Uh, they are especially friendly with the kids i've noticed and i'm sure they're going to get a few messages about me for that statement since everybody hates pits for some reason um but the big dogs are just so friendly and love that attention from the kids as long as you teach your kids approach slowly you know don't put your hand in the face and ask the owner first hey can i pet the dog
0: but and there is something about like that, you know, afternoon. You're in a beer garden. You're sitting around in the sunshine. You know, drinking beer and you know eating whatever food is from the food truck and having dogs lounging or like that's that is part of that atmosphere that just kind of makes it all work. It's it'd be sad to see that go away, but it's cozy. If people can't learn to um, pull themselves from the situation when the when the time calls for it, I think that's when. So I have another
3: brewery owner perspective on this, but first I want to ask, when you're doing your kid fighting rings, have you thought about doing a mixture and doing kids against dogs? Try not. <laughs> I know you can't do dog fighting. That's that's frowned upon now. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong, but can a kid fight a dog?
2: Uh, my son ripped off a dog's ear. Yeah. I had to stop right there and say, right. yeah, your kid's too violent. Like, All right. I still won, right? That,
1: I want yeah, my money. <laughs> that,
3: that poor St. Bernard.
1: and and i don't know if they still do it well with the law passing i don't think it's possible but wasn't it west side that had a dedicated dog night once a week i believe
0: they still do is it wednesday night or something like that and see that's where this is all yeah that's where this is all goofy there are plenty of breweries that allow dogs inside still but i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to and i think you're just kind of waiting for somebody to tell them you got to quit doing that
1: but but i like that approach like okay we love dogs we want them to be in our tap rooms let's just Call it a night. If you don't like dogs, don't show up on Wednesdays. Show up on Tuesday or Thursday. If you love dogs, come out on Wednesday. And, again, you're kind of creating that community that people are looking for. So I thought that was a really interesting approach to the whole dog.
0: The, 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 the Going back to the legal versus illegal things, I know I'm going to get emails about it already or texts from breweries that say, we've dogs and here's why we do it's a, it's a wording thing in the law kind of, there's a lot of stuff with growlers too. And the same thing, which is a whole show in itself. But um, if it's a food establishment, so definitely if you have a kitchen and you're serving food, you cannot have dogs inside. But I think the state looks at beer as a food product, which is where the discrepancy is. So I think a lot of places are kind of skirting by because we don't make food, but I think the state considers beer a food product. I, I, and I, I could be wrong, and I will and definitely. Law, I th- think it's a little different in Kentucky. Kentucky. And I I know nothing about Kentucky or Indiana.
1: Well, it must be somewhat similar because Wooden Cask, when they added food, said no more dogs. I don't know if that was just a business decision or no, a law decision. No, I kind of felt like it was based on the law. Yeah, it
3: was definitely not uh, just something that they arbitrarily decided to do. It was based on the, the fact that they now have food being yeah. produced inside. That the makes root. sense. Yeah. Uh, But by the same token, you can go into darkness anytime and potentially see a dog inside, right? Or or Braxton or Braxton. Uh, Hell, I even saw one in labs.
0: Yeah, I've seen. I've definitely seen
3: dogs in labs. So you know, and they don't. They got a popcorn machine. <laughs> Which is food, <laughs> I, yeah. But I mean, again, you're how technical are you going to be? Because it's know. it's I, made I, there. Yeah. It's freaking popcorn, yeah. but it is made there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, but I talked to um, dude, this was coincidence. This was not actually for the show. But, Just say it was. Uh, okay, that this was research for the show. Uh, I talked to Garrett about this. You know, the dog thing uh, about a month ago, and down at Streetside. He said, you know, you have to know your dog, and there are dogs that are just assholes. Like, there are people that are assholes, and if your dog is one of those, you can't, it doesn't matter. Patio, inside, whatever, (coughs) don't bring them. He's, you know, and Garrett's a dog guy, and he said, I have a dog that I can't. I have a dog that I could bring anywhere, and she'd be fine, and I have a dog that I can't bring because he can't be around other dogs.
0: Well, so, and kind of on that same line like our our last dog that we had was a was a great little dog she would have never like bitten a person or another dog or anything but she just wasn't comfortable around crowds like that so we never took her you know she's she had only gone to you know one or two breweries excuse me like late at night after everybody had gone or something like that my wife was coming to pick me up and she had the dog in the car so she'd yeah. bring the dog in you know it was it, She wasn't comfortable, so we didn't put her in that situation. I think that's kind of the overlying thing of if you know your kid can be an asshole... Mm-hmm. don't take them to a brewery. If you know your dog is crowded, going to be an especially. asshole, don't take them to a brewery. If you know your friends are assholes, don't take them to a brewery. <laughs> if you know somebody you eh. are bringing with you is going to be inappropriate or an asshole or make other people uncomfortable, just don't bring them to a tap room. So you're, you're telling you're, me I shouldn't go to any breweries? Pretty much. <laughs> if, your mean, friends, pretty much. <laughs> if your friends are
3: assholes, send them to darkness with me and Eric and we'll, we'll have a hell of a what's, good What's night. the
0: code word again?
3: <laughs> How about them Broncos?
0: <laughs> if you're ever at Darkness and Andy makes you uncomfortable, just tell him. How about them Broncos? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and
3: just just remember, people. I don't work there. I just live close. So
0: <laughs> he's just the local drunk that just shows up. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> there are probably a few like good locals there. <laughs> um. Anything else on dogs and breweries that you guys? It, I see a, I, I like it to me
3: it's so simple I like, like it um, when we were at Municipal last week we were there for Stingo I, I intentionally took the seat nearest to the dog somebody else's dog we didn't have a dog with us. sat next to the dog and you know, Mandy looks at me, and she's like, of course. Of course you <laughs> sat here where you could play with the dog. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know?
0: Just, just casually let your hand fall down and see if they come over.
3: <laughs> no. I turned around and said, come here, pup. Come here, pup. I mean, I, it, it was a boxer, beautiful Brundle boxer. Mm-hmm. And my brother has boxers or had boxers. So I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm going to go play with the dog. And I would rather do that than probably talk to 90% of the people that are. in
0: so. Well, and that's the thing to me. Like, it's – I enjoy – watching kids in a brewery running around and having fun and changing the perception of people with alcohol and what all that means. And I I enjoy watching that happen. I enjoy petting dogs and seeing dogs lounging around in the sun way more than I enjoy being around half of the people that I Mm -hmm. experience when I'm out drinking at places to that side of things is what makes me happy about, um, the drinking
3: culture of what Cincinnati is becoming. So it's, I think a good way to sum it up, on either case, like you said, know your child, know your animal. And for the other people, quit being so goddamn tight. I mean, if they're not bothering you, just let it be. You right. know? And I've known people that have lost jobs at breweries because they got so uptight about there's kids here or there's dogs here. Is it worth it, man? Just like have chill. Right. Relax. Have a good time. If they're not Barking at you, kids or dogs, <laughs> let them go. <sighs> Even if they are,
0: <laughs> like you know, if they are and bark back. So here's the thing too: throw the kid. It's fine if you're at a, oh, a dog at the kid, and you see maybe kids that are a little out of control and need to be dealt with, or you see a dog maybe that's making you uncomfortable. Um, Talk to the bartenders. Go up there and just say, "Hey, here's what's happening. It's mm. making people uncomfortable." D- they're trained to deal with situations like that. Don't and, take it on yourself. Yeah, to, and that's a great point to, to, because, to because people to, will
3: get yeah people will get very defensive if you approach them yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Don't be a hero.
3: Right. And I know that from having worked in the tap room. It's way easier if you come up wearing you know the gear or whatever, and you they've seen you working behind the bar. They're gonna take that person a lot more seriously than like if Joe walked up and that's not just cause he's redheaded. No,
1: I mean, that no one takes <laughs> me serious period. So,
3: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, man, we've, we've already exhausted the topics, Brett, get back on here about the cats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does anybody want to talk about the, the side beers at all?
1: I will. Cause I like talking about beer. Uh, so dog berries, time blue, red lager. Uh mm-hmm. You said it was good? I really like it. I like it. And I normally don't like gravitate toward lagers unless maybe it's like a dunkel or like a dark lager. And this is quite dark. It is a dark ruby red. Um, it's nice, clean, nice malt flavor, a little sweet. Um, yeah, good job for dogberry.
0: Um, this was my 4th of July beer last year that I uh, got a keg of to share with people because I feel like it's one of those perfect middle of the road beers. It ha- makes the, the gangling crowd happy, mm-hmm. makes the craft beer crowd happy. It, it it's awesome. Dogberry yeah. doesn't get enough credit for some of the loggers that they're doing. They, um, have, uh, definitely stepped up their game once they moved into 2.0 as far as the loggers go. And I wish this one was available in cans year round. I would always keep it in my fridge. It's, it's, it's delicious. Um, we talked a little bit about missing link, uh, before we started mm-hmm. We did a whole show about missing link because I love that beer so much <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think?
2: I like it. I like the idea more than the beer, but I like the beer uh, it's <clears throat> I feel like it's lacking something flavor wise I'll be honest it's um it's just very plain, but mm-hmm. living in Cincinnati, we're spoiled by all the crazy thing all the brewers are doing that you get something that's just you know basic beer You're like well, well, kind it dull. was
0: also designed. To be extremely plain to right. showcase the character of the yeast and let the e- the yeast shine as much as it could because that's that's what it's all about. And, right. Um. I I think it's great. I think I I told them during the show that they should just keep that. I think it was during the show. Just keep that on tap all the time. That should you be did. like their their go to beer in the tap room for the people that are coming in and asking for their their uh, PBRs or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. crushable beer. Don't Absolutely. Right.
2: Yeah, it's just. Like I said, it's Cincinnati. We've been spoiled by everything crazy. Everybody's pushing the envelope and you get back to a basic beer. It's like, well, that's good.
0: I it's, it's, I've found myself reaching for it in the last couple of weeks. Like just, you know, when I get home from work
3: and I just want something easy drinking and something light, like it's, I think it's great. I like it a lot. I'm also drinking a missing link. And I think Ian summed that up, but I was at a couple of places last night, uh, Took a friend that hadn't been to either Queen City or Fretboard, so I introduced him to both. Uh, He was a huge fan of the Aussie Ale that we had tried. That I Um. believe you were a big fan when we did the show up at Queen City. And then we went over to Fretboard, and I had never had Island Style before, which is their tropical red ale, and that beer was amazing. Um, It's a coconut, key lime, and I mean it's oh yeah yeah a red in a red ale, so it's not the typical like key lime. Lager or key lime sour. It it was that beer was damn tasty. So yeah, that sounds good. I make. wanted to bring that one up while we were on the show because that was just and it wasn't something that I was looking for. I didn't order it. It was you know the person behind the bar is like, here, try this. Holy shit. Like, yeah, we're thinking about keeping it on. <laughs> yeah, keep it on. So fretboard, anybody that's listening, Kevin, keep that beer on.
0: I just, I really love like those tropical inspired beers, yeah. especially when we get these nice sunny days. Well, it's and been it, raining so long. but and, you know, And it
3: being a red is is a little bit different take on that. So I, I loved it. Anybody else drink anything new lately that they've been excited about?
2: Uh, that Spimoni Chacao was yes. amazing. Uh, I'm in the beer club there for Chacao and, blew me away. It's by far my favorite variant. It's that pistachio chocolate and strawberry I believe it's like all Chacao. it's almost like a syrup you know consistency right. but it's delicious
0: Chacao is um I, I don't know if you can call it underrated because I feel like there is a lot of people that, that really <laughs> <laughs> understand it but um it's one of those beers that uh, is really unique to Cincinnati. Like yes. I've never tasted something like it somewhere else. And I feel like we should have a little more recognition for it. Like I feel like Chicao Day should be a, like a national holiday where people <laughs> just come to Cincinnati for it, much like missing link day or, you know, things like that. Like, I feel like it bring um, your muffin tin.
1: I don't think it's underrated within Cincinnati, but I think anyone outside Cincinnati would have no idea what we're talking about. And then you say like an imperial brown ale. They're like, what's so special about it? like it just doesn't make any sense i'm like well no it's like high abv and they do crazy stuff with it all the time every time you go there's a new flavor i feel try. like even
0: if like i you you grab you know a bottle of, of chacao and take it somewhere else to share with people you go to another city and you crack it open and give it to them like it's weird it's big and sweet and syrupy like this this beard doesn't know you know yeah. you feel they wouldn't get it because of all of the things that happen around it too i sent
2: that uh, a bottle of french toast variant to a buddy out in new york and he loved it that that was
0: was an awesome one um anybody who does like chacao that is not a member of the league of chacals you probably should join (laughs) next year because they they some of the some of the best variants i think are the ones that come out through there that um you got to snag through um, a buddy that is a, a member. Yes. Um, thank you, by the way, for the last <laughs> couple. <of minutes. laughs> we've, we've got this Smimani one sitting out there. I should have thrown it in the, uh, the freezer to get it cold, yeah. and we could have drank it after the show.
1: Uh, um, interesting beers. Uh, I was at Three Points last night, and oh. they had one called Psycho Geography, which is a Brett ale. And it was really interesting because normally Brett... It's pretty strong, mm-hmm. pretty in-your-face, and this was really subtle. So uh, I like the big, strong Brett ales, but this one was one that you could actually have a few of and, and kind of enjoy the flavors of Brett without being overwhelmed by it. So I was impressed by that one.
0: Do you think that was because no. it was a new Brett beer that Brett really hasn't started to – to screw around with it yet?
1: You know, I was wondering that myself because somebody I was with was asking, like, what does that mean? I was trying to explain what they do with uh you know, the, the bread and the beer and what it can do with it over time. How it starts out kind of earthy and funky and sour and all these weird, like, horse blanket things that can come from it, and how it turns kind of fruitier years later. um I, I don't know the answer to that. I didn't ask, but I have a feeling that it may it almost felt like it was blended almost it's, to me. Like it was a very like, cause most Brett beers are just strong to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it was blended with something that that's wasn't interesting a Brett beer There's, That's interesting on a lot of to, different to levels. To kind of bring mm-hmm. in the subtleness because I've never tasted anything that had just a, enough that you knew it was there.
0: So number one, why make a Brett beer if you don't have packaging? Mm. Cause to me, that's where Brett really starts to shine is when you can yeah. put it in a bottle and stash it away when you talk about it being blended with something that sends my brain down a whole different path that I won't say the infected word. Do they have an issue with something and are now not that I'm suggesting that happened, but that's where my brain goes on the other route. Whenever you see something with Brett, if it's, if they aren't packaging, um, especially when you talk about it, possibly being blended with something, not that you know that it was blended with no, something. No, no, um, no. It's interesting. I, i I'm, curious to get
3: down there and try it. <laughs> I know. I love Brat Beers. And we I, weren't, they didn't have that when we were down there. No, I don't Close remember.
0: Dry. What was the one that we wanted to order that they were out of? I, their names always throw me off. I have trouble yeah. remembering <laughs> Their names I remember are origami like, and that's the only one yeah. I can remember. It was, but Was it a sour? <laughs> well, or? No, it was like some kind of weird style that yeah. I never, some kind of, it wasn't the the Norwegian one, it was something else. No. That, like. It wasn't uh-huh. the,
1: like the post-coast IPA or whatever they call no. it. No, 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 no. They've got some funky things going on with their style. Uh, it, it was some kind of
0: – Somebody wait. keep talking.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I can tell – The other one I had last night was yeah. Magic Wand, and it was coconut and I believe key lime in it, and it was a sour, and I thought that okay. was a, a really good as well. So, um, yeah, I, I three points is one that I haven't been to a whole lot, uh, maybe a handful of times. Um, their beer is clean. It's pretty straightforward. It's all – Lower ABV stuff. I think they've really fit that neighborhood really well, oh, yeah. as far as the casual drinker, people that are kind of exploring the food scene, exploring craft beer, maybe you know, as a, as a newbie into craft beer. I think they're fitting that really well, and I've been happy so far. Um, now, again, nothing that's blown me away where I said I've got to get back down there to try some yeah. more of it, but it's oh, I can kind of see the progression of things happening down there.
0: Yeah, we're
3: looking. We popped in a couple of weeks ago.
0: And they had Oh, the Nazir? Yes, the Nazir. Um, the description on Untapped doesn't help me at all. This just says dark lager inspired by Ruya Coffee. That was not the description on the board.
3: It had some kind of weird... Hang on. Let me keep doing some. It was... Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think. It, it had like a nationality or yeah, a, a, a part of the world that was... Yeah, that you're like, I've never had a beer from that area. So the Nazir was uh, definitely something that... Stoked my interest, but they were they were out of that day. I think I had days on when we were down there. I can read the whole big description here, but it, this is like a, something about the artist. No. <laughs> oh, Turkish.
0: <laughs> Turkish, um, yeah, that's it. This dark lager was brewed to mimic the rich, roast-heavy, and impressively smooth coffees of Turkish tradition. In the spirit of the traditional Nazir, and an evil eye wards off, it goes on to the, the artistic. I don't think family. they have
1: a normal beer so on the menu for the most part. I think they always try to do something a little bit... Just off kilter, just just a touch to make it unique. Mm-hmm. Um they've got their scentsy chili style stout, which has like mm-hmm. cinnamon and some other things in it, so
0: yeah. um this makes a lot more sense reading it this way. It yeah. was it was Turkish coffee, like which so it was probably just kinda tasted like a like a coffee lager, which <laughs> it's Still. not as exciting as
3: I was when I read it like Turkish was
0: <laughs> but but not something
1: you see every day either. Right. You, know, you don't right. see coffee lagers. So yeah, very, I mean
3: when I think of Turkey, the first thing I think of is craft beer right (laughs) i mean turkey is a country first thing that comes to mind so (laughs) going towards a big
0: sandwich in my head (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's just me (laughs) (laughs) um i think that's it guys we'll uh we'll hang out and we'll crack up on some other things after the show but um if anybody wants to to read more about kids and breweries and dogs and breweries i know you've written a couple things about them um I will hopefully have some stuff that I've been working on for a very long time up in the near future. Some some kind of bigger um, talk about um, easy ways for people to see the kid friendliness or the dog friendliness of a brewery. I've been working on a project with that that um, hopefully will be (laughs) up on the website eventually.
2: Well, uh, shameless family and brews Cincinnati plug right here. If you want to come out with your kids, uh, be with some other adults who are just trying to enjoy beer, let the kids play please look us up on Facebook. Um,
0: and we'll have a a link to everything in the in the show notes, too. So if you're listening on some kind of podcast player, you can like click on things, and there's some kind of show notes, and there's links, and you can click on things.
1: And where's your next stop? You said us Swine on the 29th from 3 to next 5. Next center. I will not be in town,
2: but Swine's a good spot. They have some good things going it on. It is. There. Um, and I know uh, we went to 50 West last time, and we got some stuff to raffle off. Dan Evans of Swine is going to give us some stuff to raffle off, and people of show up as well. Very nice. Dan,
0: who lives right over there? Everybody wave. Oh. Is Hi, River, Dan. Right over there. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. I don't think he listens to the show.
3: (laughs) 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 Um,
0: We are back next week with, uh, Listerman. Listerman. We're going to talk to Listerman about probably new England IPAs. Um, probably talk about some sours too. (laughs) They, they have some really, really incredible, uh, sours that they've been putting out lately. There's some really cool stuff that they're doing that, Mm -hmm. um, I think people aren't, I'm um, giving them credit for because they just want the latest New England. And we'll tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> well, will make Andy tell them. <laughs> nah, <laughs>
3: no, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the beer uh, release there with Samuel L. Oh, the, uh, the I'm camp. tired of these motherfucking IPAs this in this, motherfucking, this brewery. <laughs> yeah, in this motherfucking brewery. <laughs> that's
0: some uh, pretty good artwork. That was I, yeah, excellent artwork. Awesome. That yeah. was um, excellent
3: artwork. That's what I was laughing at.
0: Uh, I'm a I'm big fan of what they've been doing on the artwork side, which is Tommy Long out of uh, yeah. Hamilton. I uh, um, love him not just because he did both of my logos, but just <laughs> I, I think the, I think <laughs> Tommy uh, does really good when, work. When people let him loose a little bit, he does some really cool stuff. Tommy municipal, does the really municipal good cans work. are his too. Wherever that is it's over there. Um, if you want to contact the show, uh, email or social media or. The drunk call line. the drunk line five six seven seventy drink um and patreon we didn't talk about it last week yes um i, I am now a patreon whore and you uh can support me there <laughs> <laughs> so uh, patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome uh the tiers will kind of shift in um the next six months or so as we kind of figure things out and uh get it all worked out but right now you know for a couple of bucks a month, you can get a swag bag and, uh, I've got some t-shirt designs that I'm working on right now and possibly some hats coming in the future and some, some really fun stuff that I haven't been able to do because of the money side of things. So, um, Glasses, All kinds of really fun stuff that I've, that I've got, hopefully, in next, your shirts, next year. Yeah.
2: Will your shirts fit those who are uh, robust of stature?
0: Uh, we will ask Mario Pastora, but I'm sure that he can get shirts that will fit anyone. All right. From the little <laughs> tiny people to the big people. Yeah, what, what about kids? Um, I kids? Oh, yeah, they will definitely fit kids. Dogs? I don't, uh, you know, I'll ask him. <laughs> Mario, if you Mario likes to the dogs. show, um, we need uh, dog Yeah,
3: he's got three dogs. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, and mostly we need pants for the gnome
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am not wearing pants if i don't have to so patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome it supports not just cincy brewcast but the website um the other show drinking with a gnome which is coming back i promise i've got like nine shows that i'm in the middle of um getting put together so once i once i launch back into that there will be a whole bunch of shows coming out um i uh i'm working on some ideas of what that actually is going to sound like in the future so it's coming back but um, and the website is obviously, um, growing every day and turning into a beast within itself. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening to the show, share it with your friends, uh, do all the podcast stuff that you're supposed to do. I think you're supposed to like rate things or something. I don't know. I don't, that doesn't actually do no, anything fu- for no, me. No, please don't everybody rate us. Everybody tells you, everybody tells you to rate <laughs> and review. Uh-huh. It doesn't actually do anything for me. Just listen to the show and share yeah, it with people. That's the only it. thing that can do anything for me. Um, CraftbeerJoe dot com and uh, follow you on social media. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Craft Beer Joe. I assume on all the social media. On all the social medias.
1: <laughs> I even have a, a Snapchat, but I, I'm not even logged in at this time. Do you time. know how to so, use it? No, it's
0: confusing and weird and i don't know so probably so probably don't so probably don't do it there but it, instagram twitter i'm gonna start snapchatting
3: joe he pictures just, me without pants on no, he just said he's not <laughs> Snapchat. he just said he's not an animal person so what does he need snapchat for he doesn't want to wear cat ears <laughs> me
0: without <laughs> that is a fact me without pants and like uh cat ears and like a halo and uh, the stars and stuff all the fun uh <laughs>
3: oh we've gone off the rails this is
0: what happens (laughs) when we drink spring ale
3: we tried to go off the rails early you kept bringing (laughs) us back joe it's my fault that's what this
0: is all about um thank you guys very much for listening to scentsy brewcast again please share with your friends please keep listening and uh we'll see you next week at listerman where we're again gonna talk about god knows what (laughs) scentsy brewcast the voice of scentsy Craft.